Hello, podcast world. Welcome to Vicarious Living, a show about a couple Midwest dudes breaking down all the beauty that is teen drama TV. My name is Sean Brumder, and I live in California, in a place called Orange County. I was just another Orange County surfer, carving waves, playing volleyball, but there's more to life than extreme sports and partying. I'm applying to Stanford. I didn't get in. I don't understand. You're overreacting, man. Looks here like your SATs combined are 940. No, I had a 1520. That's Shane Brainerd's transcript. And you are? Sean Brumder. Hmm. You sent in the wrong transcript? Adjective. I didn't get into college and check me out. Just gonna have to go somewhere closer to home. That's all. You're getting into Stanford, buddy. I know it! Oh my god! You stay here. I'll be back in 15 minutes with the dean's address. Orange County. Welcome to my Care Living. Welcome back to the podcast. Real quick before we intro tonight's guest, housekeeping by Care Living Pod at gmail.com and by Care Living Podcast on Instagram. Slide into our DMs for all of our good swag situations. So much good stuff. Okay, tonight's guest. He's been on the Mount Rushmore of top guests to never appear on the VL pod along with the OC's Misha Barton, Friday night lights, Taylor kitsch and Grater's ice creams, Chris Fitzwater. But that all ends tonight as this fresh podcaster comes off the COVID-19 protocol IR list and into the VL recording studio, Tom H. And Chris, Chris Fitz would be a good get too. I like, I like that. Chris Fitz, he's uh, that's why I've said Chris Fitz is like the white whale of this podcast. He's, he's always down until it becomes time to like actually commit to a time, and then he flakes hard. Well, that's exactly what I wanted to do, but you kept at me. Yeah, yeah, for so long. Tom definitely denied this podcast at least for like two straight months. He even faked COVID, and then now <laughs> he's here. Yeah, you were very, you were persistent, persistent, dude. Very persistent. Literally, probably six months, if not more. It, it was, yeah. That's, I mean, that's that's the sort of persistence it takes to have a, a successful teen podcast. Amen. Yeah. All right. So, thankfully for us tonight, we're already buzzed because we're coming off a big time win for the UC Bearcats. We're at a football game today. We just parlayed that right into this teen podcast. And what movie are we doing tonight, Tom H? We are doing. The OC Orange County. I mean, it kind of fits because the OC, but it's obviously different. It fits big time. I mean, this 
predates like the OC, the TV show. Like this came Does out really? first. Yeah, yeah. So it's two thousand two. Yeah. Right or. When was the when was the OC? This was 2002. The OC was 2003. So uh. this actually, I got a fun fact about this. We'll get to because there's a lot of overlap and parallels between the OC TV show and this. But um, I've been saving this one. Like I feel like if you have a teen podcast, like this is a staple. I I agree, but I, well, I, and I wouldn't even put it in the teen drama comedy. It's just a good movie. And actually, I, I have a story because a year, almost a year ago, back in the beginning of the pandemic, we were farting around in my mom's basement where my wife and I lived for six months before roommates. we moved out. So yeah, your roommates. Our roommates were upstairs, and we were down looking for a movie, and we stumbled on this, and we said, oh, this is a good movie, and Lauren... My wife said, oh, okay. had she ever seen it? No, she had never seen it. She had never seen it. She was very adverse to watching it and we put it on and she was laughing immediately and she laughed through the whole movie and she watched it with me last night and laughed all of last night. I love hearing that. I love hearing it. And she she's a little she younger too. Yeah, yeah. 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 So she's, she's, she's not like 16. She'll be 17 next right. month. That's but. what I love about you, dude. You love the younger ladies. And no, that's cool because now we're just reaching like younger generations. Yes. But she did. She admitted initially that she liked it. And then she was she was not against watching it yesterday. Yeah. Either, so. And we should clarify, Tom's wife is not really 16. She's... Oh, thanks. 19. The police are she's listening. She's 18. She's 18. <laughs> she's 18. She's, a, she's of age. She's 18. Tom is 33. She's 18. Everyone get off our back. She's of age. All right, plot of this movie. Sean Brumder is a local surfer kid from Orange County who dreams of going to Stanford to become a writer and to get away from his dysfunctional family household. Except Sean runs into one complication after another, starting when his application is rejected after his dim-witted guidance counselor sends the wrong application. By the way, this lady is out of control. I just want to say we'll get to her. It's very funny. So Sean goes to great lengths with a little help from his girlfriend, Ashley, and his drugged out loser brother, Lance, to get into Stanford any way they see fit. Orange County. Sorry, I didn't mean to step on it. No, sorry. Did you step on it? <laughs> yes, I did. I was, sorry. I, sorry. No worries. Um, fun facts of this movie. I've got uh, a few right off the bat. You know, we were talking about the parallels between this and the, the number one TV show on this teen podcast, the OC, mm-hmm. the OC was actually originally called orange County, but the title was changed to the film of the same name. No this way. film. Yeah. Yeah. I could, yeah, I could see why they would do that. They're, they're going kind of towards different audiences. Yeah. Ish. It's interesting because it's a similar world, but this world is definitely more like funny and light and the OC yeah. gets dark. Yeah. Yeah. As fuck. Could it have been a legal thing? Maybe. I think it was just, they were trying to avoid confusion. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, makes sense. Another overlap, California by Phantom planet. California, California. You called this fun fact out to me as well is actually played in the end credits of the movie orange County. Yes famously the title song to the OC. And yeah, the only reason I noticed that was 
you know, based on this podcast, honestly, because I, I, I feel like I'd seen the ending credits, but never really put it together. Right. But yeah, last night it was, it, it hit home. It hit. I was watching my homework. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> I was like, huh, look at that. Yeah. Other two other parallels. This isn't in my notes. I just thought of this um, as, after watching it. One, Rosa the maid in this movie also the name of the maid in the first pilot episode of the OC maid's name is Rosa oh. and then the other one is 25 year olds playing 17 year olds <laughs> in the movie yeah <laughs> fun fact none of this movie was actually filmed in Orange County by the way I know I know you do this fun fact thing yeah very very uh, in depth I did not do any research on anything love that okay Love so that. I'm and and one of my favorite episodes that you had was your dad who came with <laughs> so many fun facts about uh, remember the Titans. Um, I had to cut that down. I, he had um, <laughs> I told him five tops, and he had like forty five, and it went on for like hours. You you have a future in editing, I think, because <laughs> yeah, I because honestly, the the podcast it's very tough to tell when you're editing. Honestly, you're very good at making it flow into the next conversation. Hey, thanks, dude. Yeah, I take a lot of time and and pride. You can edit this out. No, I'm going to leave any (laughs) anything about like giving props to me. I'm obviously going to leave in the next one. uh, Jack Black, before Lance jumps into the pool to save Sean, Colin Hanks, he takes off his socks. (laughs) And this was not in the script. He just decided... I'm going to take my socks off before I jump in the pool. He took nothing else off except his socks and then jumped in clothed. <laughs> and it was just a creative decision that he made. That's that's um, that was a very hilarious. Funny decision. The last one, there's a ton of connections in this movie between Jack Black and Mike White. Mike White is the screenwriter. He wrote the the movie. Ironically, he this, also... This movie. He wrote this movie and we were just talking about it pre-record white lotus oh mike white he's the writer yeah mike white is the teacher in this movie and ned schneebly from school of rock yeah it's actually schneebly schneebly (laughs) they're they're like they live next door to each other they also have a um they have a production company together it's called black and white yeah so they're like Uh, super close um it's gold but yeah he also wrote school of rock which jack black was in and anyways so I movie as well. By yeah, the way. I thought the Mike White stuff was he's the man. Not only did he write White Lotus, he also was a contestant on Survivor and made it to like top two or three of Survivor. Are you serious? Ned Schneebly. Yeah. As Mike White? As, as his, himself. As his name? Yeah. Weird. It was it, they did a um a David versus Goliath themed Survivor season. I know that in the pandemic, I watched all forty seasons of Survivor. Like back again? Like you like watched? Like I watched season one. I had never seen them. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like you went back and watched all of them. All a lot of, of free time. A lot of free time. Huh. And he was the David versus Goliath season. He was one of the Davids because obviously he's like <laughs> Snedge Schneebly. Little skinny little little white guy yeah (laughs) and yeah dude his obviously he sucked at all the uh competitions and everything but he his his social game like rocked so hard 
that he made it all the way to like finale night because he's like funny is he funny in real life or how he's just so not threatening that i think he just kind of like laid back and let everyone like pick each other off and he kind of just like floated his way through like behind the scenes strategy to the very end his character in uh school of rock Rock is so funny because he's such a little bitch and what's her name uh, Sarah Silverman. Sarah Silverman, yeah. She, and she, like, Sarah Silverman, like, is yelling at him to tell him what to do. And he's such a little bitch. And that's very funny. It's so, <laughs> I forgot that Sarah Silverman was his wife. Yeah, she's, she's funny. And then she's, like, trying to tell him to kick Jack Black out. Yeah. Yeah. So All right. Rotten Tomatoes. Way. Oh, I tried to avoid it. And I did. Okay. Ish. Because I saw the Rotten Tomatoes score probably two years ago when we watched it in the pandemic. And I think it was bad. So that that's the only that's the only advantage I think I have. So what would you guess? Critics. I think it was rotten. The critics, I think it's about a forty ish for Orange County. Yeah. I think it's about a forty. 46. Yeah. I knew it was very I, close. I knew it was bad. It was not good. And and by the way, when we were talking to uh I took offense to this when, when we were talking to uh our buddy Andrew H before this recording. I said I got to I got to record this podcast with BD about this movie. And he said what movie? And I said Orange County and he said, "Oh, sorry. I wish it was a better movie." And what? Was offended? Yes, he does not. He does not like the movie. Does he hate great comedy? I, apparently, I, he I hates to laugh in general. I guess. I guess too. That's weak. I agree. That doesn't make any sense. I agree, and I meant to bring it up to him, but we, I didn't. Well, Andrew H, <laughs> fuck off. This movie's great. Audience score sixty one. I mean, mm. honestly. That's fresh if you go by the <laughs> by the fresh. score. I didn't expect it to be a little higher than that. Me too. Anyway. I can see. I mean, it, it is kind of our brand of comedy. If you think. it's yeah, I think a lot of it is like it's not as in your face. Like I, I honestly, I hadn't seen it in probably fifteen years. And I watched it back today because I like to be fresh. And when I was watching it, so much of it is like subtle. Like it's just something Jack Black does. That's like off script, like pulling his socks off before he jumps in a pool. That's not like a comic moment in yeah. the movie. The, the 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 comedy is that he's like jumping in the pool ridiculously to save his brother who's just floating there fine. Like he doesn't need to be saved. But I'm laughing more at the fact that he took his socks off before jumping in and none of the rest of his clothes. Yeah. it's got. I mean, it's got to be prime Jack Black, right? Like where, what is prime Jack Black like? All right, uh, perfect. School of Rock. Oh. This is a perfect segue. Sure. Let's now get into our player breakdown and start with Jack Black. <laughs> no, I'm, oh, I'm such a fan. I know, like I know the no, I know the... no. That's good transition. <laughs> Jack Black, Lance Brumder. We're not even going to start with the main character, Colin Hanks. We're going to start with Jack Black. What was your question about him? 
is it peak Jack Black? Like, what what else has he done? I mean, uh, School of Rock. I I think School of Rock in this movie are probably he does he does his band or whatever. Tenacious D. Yeah, he, right. Tenacious D. But I, I'm trying to think of how else was he famous. I wrote down the same question. I said, is this Jack Black's best performance? I had School of Rock in there. But to be completely honest, just like Andrew H. is not a Orange County guy, I am not really that hard of a School of Rock guy. Like, it's okay to me. But I wrote down two other movies that, in addition to this, that I actually am obsessed with. And most of it is because of Jack Black. So, Saving Silverman. Oh, yeah. Where he's just yeah. on a different level. Have you done Have you yeah. done that on this podcast? Yeah, Ben yeah. J. Ben, yeah. Thanks. And then Tropic Thunder is yeah. the coked out has been movie star. Yeah. So the funny thing about all but those are years later, right? This is so this was 2002. Tropic Thunder was 2008. Saving Silverman's like 2001. So oh, Saving Silverman might have been before. Yeah, that was before. But all in that like early 2000s range. And I think the funny thing about all of those roles is that he just plays Jack Black. Yeah. In yeah. all the I mean. <laughs> in all the roles. Colin Hanks. This guy's a little more interesting because I genuinely think this movie is his only like main claim to fame. A couple fun facts about him. One, last name at birth was not Hanks. Why not? He's not a full Hanks. He's a half Hanks. His mom half, is his, half his dad? Well, I guess he's full Hanks, <laughs> but he's only half Rita Wilson's not his mom Rita Wilson is his stepmom okay his real mom is a Dillingham (laughs) (laughs) and that's why his last name was at birth was Colin Dillingham wait what okay so my question is does he still become does he get this movie role and become semi-famous if his name is Colin Dillingham (laughs) versus Colin Hanks no of course not um Another OC tie though, in the OC, the TV show, they do they have like these meta moments where they have like a TV show in the OC, the world of the OC that is their OC. So it's the OC's OC. So like Summer Roberts, her favorite TV show in the OC is called The Valley, and it's like th- her OC that oh, she watches. Yeah. Okay. And Grady Bridges is the main character in that fake. TV show called The Valley, and it's played by Colin Hanks. Oh no way! Yeah, I, yeah, okay. I vaguely remember that. But and by the way, I'm obviously I'm a fan of the podcast, but I I didn't rewatch any of the. I haven't rewatched any of the shows along with. I just I ride yeah, along with you guys. Love that. Yeah, and, you just listen to fire hot content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, it's 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 actually it's probably better than watching it. I mean. I have I have the story in my mind's eye. Yeah, you but, know, you never <laughs> thought ten TV years show. old. Yeah, and I don't. Yeah, and the the time commitment is much less. Yeah, <laughs> the last one on him. His wife's name is Samantha. His mom Dillingham. Her first name Samantha. So my question to you: Would you ever have been able to marry someone who had the same first name as your mom? That's tough for me. It it is tough. It's probably a no, but the only and well, I can't. I can only say that because it didn't happen. But 
the funny thing is in you watched uh parks and rec yeah and you know ron swanson yeah his first wife's name is tammy, tammy. his second wife's name is tammy tammy and his mom's name tammy is tammy <laughs> <laughs> Some, that, that's all I thought about when you thought when you said that, and it's 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 very funny. He's a very manly man, but he's yeah married two women with the same name. Maybe there's something mom. subconscious to it. There has to be. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. like uh, what's the there's the opus. Yeah, it's like that weird parent psychology thing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I know. Um, it it just it just struck me. I was looking at it, I was like, huh. That'd be a weird dynamic. Yeah. I don't know if I could do that. Uh, Real quick, small characters. I'll just list them out. Catherine O'Hara plays the drunk. One of my favorites. Oh, my God. She's amazing. I would say her character is like a combination of her role as the mom in Home Alone and the mom in Schitt's Creek. It's like a (laughs) merging of the two. But, yeah, she's just like some crazy drunk lady this whole film, and it's awesome. What happened? Did Bob die? <laughs> yeah, she's hilarious. John Lithgow. Yeah. Plays so great. His real dad. Chevy Chase is in this for a hot second. <laughs> ben Stiller's in this for a hot yep. second. Leslie Mann is in this for a hot second. Yep. Harold Ramis is in this for a hot second. Yep. We are Kevin Klein. Night. Kevin Klein's in this movie. Wait, who's Kevin Klein? He's the author. He's the, the writer oh. of the book. But what, Marcus Skinner. I know, but... What is he from? He looks familiar. Uh, you ever seen Wild Wild West? With Will, Will Smith? Smith? <laughs> He's the white guy next to Will Smith no, in I'm, Wild I'm, Wild West. I've never seen that movie. Um, and then Shuler Fisk is the uh, the girlfriend. She's not been that's in much. Her, that's her name. Yeah, that's in her real, real life. Name. I don't know if you ever... You know, this might just be for the ladies, but the movie from 1995, Babysitter's Club... She was the main character in that. Ah, but that was that was like a that was a bunch of books too, right? I have no idea. I only I have two sisters, so I've seen those movie that movie, and it's so bad. But I've I'm familiar with very familiar with it. Gotcha. Um, last guy. This is interesting because of this podcast. The connection again. Kyle Howard. He's the surfer bro with the dark hair. Ah, yeah. He dated L.C. Lauren Conrad from Laguna Beach from 08 to 2011 in real life. In her prime. In her prime, yeah. That's prime wow. time. That's prime time. She's the, like 21 at that point. Both those guys look familiar. And Yeah. Is, is that all he's known for? Um... I don't know what I, I I don't think they've done much. I was looking at their IMDb's. I didn't I mean here and there Nothing I think they had small roles, but they weren't like ever big stars. Anyways, let's get into the actual movie. I'll tell you what I did for this movie. As we transition, song, here we go. Around. You're the woman that I want, so you're putting it down. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Such a sexy, sexy, pretty little thing. This paper bitch, you got me sprung with your tongue ring. And I ain't gonna lie,
come my lady, come come my lady, you're my butterfly, sugar baby. Come my lady, you're my pretty baby, you'll make your legs shake, you make me go crazy. Okay, what I did on Outer Banks, did you listen to those pods? Yes. So on Outer Banks, I liked the format, changed it up where instead of like going through the whole plot, I just asked questions as I went through. And I think those 10 questions successfully like navigated us through the whole plot of the show. And I'd ask like one question per episode. So I did the same format on this pod. Instead of going through all the plot, I I took 10-minute chunks. This movie's 90 minutes. I took nine 10-minute chunks, and I asked one question every 10 minutes that I'm going to ask on the pod. And I think that will take us from point A to point B all the way through to point B, which is our awards at the very end. Okay. Okay. I like it. Question number one in the first 10 minutes does this movie accurately depict what we know about Orange County from the OC and Laguna Beach? Does it accurately depict it? I've got my thoughts. What do you think? Well, I guess I'm, I'm not connecting what you mean as far as in real life or in the show. So in the shows, because I'll, I'll give you some examples. So like for me, one, tons of bonfires, tons of bonfire parties. <laughs> oh. That... So like in so to the show, I I have never lived in Laguna Beach, so I have no idea what real life is. But like you were out there. Yeah, I was you out lived there. Out Couple there months, for a while. cup of coffee with how, an internship. How out far there, away yeah. from? L. A. is like an hour away from Laguna Beach. Up north, Laguna Beach is. There's no way for me to know that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I'm pretty sure north so is. So like let me Santa list <laughs> I again, Perfect. no way of knowing. <laughs> uh, let me list list these. Out. So bonfires, staple in both. Super rich old white people, staple in both. Oh, Surfer okay. stereotypes, staple in both. Okay. But here's the one thing that was missing for me. There were parties where everyone is doing cocaine and strippers dancing on tables and bikinis in, in the, the OC. OC. Yes. Did not see that in this TV show. Gotcha. The, okay. Yeah, I agree. That's, yeah, obviously so not. So there's some connection, but not. It wasn't Correct. the exact world that I was used to. The one thing the one thing I remember looking at this was, you know, he was a dork and he's reading and he loves this author's book. He'd be reading in his house, I think. He, if he was a nerd, he'd be in his house, he'd be reading. He's not on the beach where everyone else is partying and he's the one who's opening a book nearby. There would no be there there wouldn't be a loser that close reading a book yeah he wouldn't be that yeah that he'd they, either be there and be present or he'd be at home reading his book he wouldn't bring it out to the beach with all the cool kids bar. yeah yeah and everyone's drinking yeah it didn't ring true to me i gotta say about him that doesn't ring true i didn't i never bought him as like a surfer guy like because that was the whole thing is he started out very, in this movie yeah. as a surfer guy in the surfer crew, very stereotypical surfer yeah. dudes. And those guys were very, yeah. very convincing yeah. as idiot surfer dudes. Right. And then their friend like dies 
and he he does he starts like reading on the beach all the time and stuff and and he kind of like gets out of that but i i'm with you i think like i bought him more as a nerd reading a book by himself than i ever did as like a surfer bro yeah yeah why why would they do that by the way did it just because they were a little comedic relief that his friend died No, no yeah and and that he was a surfer to get to get real deep, I kind of just envisioned it as like they were trying to showcase that he's like a young kid trying to find himself. And he had this thing happen to him that changed like what he was all about. He was a surfer guy and then it gave him like perspective on life. So that's why he's having this whole like come to Jesus moment of like, what do I want to be? Do I want to be a writer? Do I want to get out of town? Because like he was just trying to like find himself. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if that comes off as much if if he doesn't have. I guess it's not really that his friend died; it just needed to be something to change like the course of his life. Um, well, I also I just I want to play a clip in this first ten minutes. It's not really connected, but I feel like we need to just play this clip um, out of context, which is Ned Schneebly, aka the teacher Mike White, just I think I know <laughs> crushing. In, in the, at the front of the classroom. Now, when I say Romeo and Juliet, who comes to mind? Dana? Claire Danes. That's right, Claire Danes. Who else? Leonardo DiCaprio. Right? Who else? Well, you know, someone else was involved in that movie who in some ways is as famous as Leonardo DiCaprio. And his name's William Shakespeare. And some great movies are based on his plays. Hamlet, West Side Story, Talented Mr. Ripley, Waterworld, Gladiator, Chocolat, <clears throat> Mr. Burke. <laughs> it's, uh, it's very funny. That's why I realized when I was doing these questions, I'm like, I have to at least play these <laughs> clips, though, because even if they don't make any sense for like us navigating through, I have to play them because... Yeah. They're so iconic, and him just rattling so off integral to the movie. Like, I mean, that's part of the. He's just he's a smart dude from a bunch of idiots. Is yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, his school is, you know. Number two, Sean gets rejected from Stanford because his idiot guidance counselor sends the wrong fucking transcripts <laughs> to the school. Either way, are we sure Sean? is Stanford material because he applied to no backup schools. (laughs) Like, can you imagine no backup schools? Well, she told him not to. I remember the scene. She says, he says, should I apply to a safety school? She goes, Oh no, not with a, not with a, not with grades like this. And he goes, okay. I just, that's why he was so pissed later. I feel like a real Stanford guy would look like hear that idiot counselor give that advice and just say mm, i'm still gonna apply to some safety schools because that good, advice makes no sense that's a good point do we know any stanford guys by the way do no. we know anyone i don't i don't think anyone in our class went to stanford uh ben s went to usc and that's about all i know as far away as <laughs> far west as i know yeah yeah, I just thought I was like, God damn, and that, and we'll have a whole picking nets section at the end. But that yeah, did just yeah. oh, an, sorry. immediately yeah. jumped out to me of like, really, Sean Brumder? Maybe you you don't deserve to 
I think this guidance counselor being a dumbass actually might be fortuitous because I don't think you're, <laughs> you're Stanford material. <laughs> okay, number three. Sean goes to his dad to try and get money. Gets nothing. His dad's a piece of shit. Wouldn't you assume that if this dad's like as disconnect, because this guy's like out of Sean's life, he's disconnected from his life. He's he's super rich. He's just kind of doing his own thing. A massive like narcissistic piece of shit. Wouldn't you just assume like his dad would have just like written him a check to like get him to fuck off? Like just because that's that's what I was when I was watching. I'm like, I feel like this kind of dad, he wants no part of being like involved in his son's life. So he would just like write him a check. To just like get him to fuck off out of his life. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. But I'm trying. I'm I'm actually the one. The one thing I, I realized after watching it again was they don't really, in my opinion, develop his mom and dad as characters that much. Right. I in my mind's eye, it was one of my favorite storylines just because Moira is very funny. Or, yeah. Or Catherine O'Hara. And the one with with his dad, with uh, Leslie Mann, and, uh, and yeah. the thing like that, it, it's all very funny. But looking at it again and like trying to watch it, they don't really develop them that much. No, they have one. There's so there's one scene when Sean and them are all like at Stanford trying to get in. There's one scene where he comes over late night. They like realize they miss each other. They reconnect. They have sex. Whatever. Yeah. Um, that's it. Yes, and you're you're saying you don't know that he would necessarily be the guy to write the check, and the only reason I'm pushing against that is because I, I feel like I don't really. You wanted more, it. yeah, I, I, and I that that could be it. I mean, that could be why I'm asking the question too. I didn't know. I, my assumption of him was that he would just write the check to get his son to fuck yeah. off because he seems very disconnected from his son's life. But yeah, you watch the same movie, and your takeaway is, well, who fucking knows? Because I knew nothing about this yeah, guy. Exactly. Exactly. Maybe that's why it's only forty six percent. Like maybe that's maybe had they developed some of these other tertiary characters a little more, yeah, I, we would have got up in the uh, fresh range on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Well, I I I, I hesitate to uh, I hesitate to criticize too much because I do think it's a very good movie. In my mind. It's easily an 80, 85% movie. Yeah. It's, it's certified fresh. It's certified, certified fresh, fresh. Easily. Like it's, it's, it's very funny. And, and, but like you said, I, I didn't get that from his character. I couldn't, I couldn't say either way. Well, you know what you did get from that character in that scene was this fire clip that you actually texted me about as being your favorite <laughs> clip in the whole movie. Yeah. You want to be a writer? Well, before that, you wanted to be a professional surfer. So it's a little hard to take you seriously, Sean. Fine. I don't want your money. But just for the record, Dad, you've never done anything for me. It's always been about you. <laughs> what the f- What the fucking around with the... <laughs> I don't know if he was like a bug guy or landscaper or something. I think he's a. Uh, I think he's a leaf blower. <laughs> he's like a leaf, leaf blower guy out in the pool. But it, in my in my family, with my brothers, we had this line. We had this line for years. We had this line since the movie came out. And we'd just be like, just like, what the? F-? <laughs> it would just be like, what the? F-? 
it's just like in his face sold it so hard of like if you can just imagine like you're watching your wife like flirt with the leaf blower guy out front and like you're in the house just like working your ass off and you just look out like what the god damn it and but it's obviously not enough to do anything because you know she's younger than you she doesn't care yeah yeah leslie mann in this movie is what like late 30s probably i mean it's 20 years ago late 30s he is sean's real dad is 60 ish so yeah he's married to this uh there's gonna be a disconnect yeah between the two (laughs) yeah uh the next thing i i wrote number four the next scene after this there's the whole moment where sean He's not gotten in and he's trying all these things now to like get back into Stanford. And so they get these two, the, the, this guy who's on the board of Stanford to show up. Sean's got to like impress them. And he's got like a little mini interview at his house. And I, <laughs> this is where Catherine O'Hara shines. <laughs> as I, I wrote that down. I'm like this, it was about a seven to eight minute scene. And I said, I would legitimately put up this, like Sean house interview with the Stanford guy, this seven to eight minutes comedically against like any scene in any movie I've ever seen in terms of like how much I laughed. I mean, here's, here's the things listed out that happens in this scene. Catherine O'Hara mom gets blacked, obliterated. After he asks her not to, after he asks her not to, (laughs) please don't drink. She gets blacked out, cries hysterically. She's completely on a different level. Uh, Lance, Jack Black, his brother, Sean's brother, Lance, Colin Hanks' brother, spills his drug test pee all over the Stanford guy's wife. <laughs> Hilarious. Old man Bob, who is Sean's stepdad, Catherine O'Hara's new husband, doesn't get his medication and falls in his wheelchair down the front yard into the, the car of these two people. And then four Lance does cocaine slash ecstasy. I'm not sure which one it was and starts maniacally vacuuming his room. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's this clip of Lance's pill bottle breakdown to Sean, who's trying to find pills for Bob. Who's fucked up. Where are Bob's pain pills? Yeah. No, this is Excedrin. It's a decoy. I put my stash in aspirin bottles. Yellow are painkillers, they go in the Excedrin. Lance, listen to me, all right? I need Bob's pain pills. Bob doesn't have any pain pills. Yes, he does. Not anymore, I sold them, but these are good. What? No, 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 no. Wait, uh, yellow are not painkillers. What are they, just speed? No, they're the X. The uh, painkillers are in the Tylenol. Give him one of these, it'll knock him right out. Thanks. Oh no, those that's that's speed. That's uh, yellow bottle is Excedrin. Uh no, that's speed. No, that's ecstasy. So, I just I that was my question about it. Is there a better 7 to 8 minute stretch in like any movie than that? I mean, I was like locked in. The only thing that comes to mind is maybe like Wedding Crashers has a few of those like scenes that where it's just Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. It, 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 like Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson going at it, or it's just so funny, the back and forth. But, That's a good point. But yeah. literally, those those types of scenes are very rare in comedies. It's just like everyone is throwing their fastball. Like everyone yeah. is hitting on all cylinders. And I, 
the one I think of in Wedding Crashers that you mentioned is that scene at the dinner table where Vince Vaughn is getting jacked off under the table. <laughs> I remember watching that in theater in that like that's another like seven to eight minute scene where he's getting jacked off and doesn't want and to be getting jacked off. Grandma, like yeah. no one can control and and, oh, and yeah. Christopher Walken's there. Todd is there. <laughs> I I think and uh shit, who's Sack? Who's Sackmaster? Uh uh Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Like <laughs> Owen Wilson, Bradley Cooper, uh Rachel McAdams. Uh, Rachel McAdams. And, and Owen Wilson's like free and it's very funny. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn's obviously getting serviced under the table <laughs> and he can't can't put together yeah. a sentence. That's one where I think of when, when I saw that in theater, I was like crying, yes. laughing. Yes. It was so good. Um number five, Jack Black. He has to he's gonna drive Sean and his girlfriend directly to Stanford to talk to the Dean of Admissions. Yeah. So there's a big issue here in this plot of this movie, and it Pretty is that outrageous. Sean Sean didn't get into Stanford. Apparently, there's no other solution other than we just drive directly to there at like 1 a.m. and we're gonna meet with the dean of admissions and see and, and see if we can get in that way. So I did take one note on this. Okay. He said he said I can get you there in three hours. Oh yeah, is that a nit to pick? No. Well, no, I don't. I don't. Uh, the only thing is, it seems like a local joke because I don't know how far away it is. Let's I, look I that think up. It's, I think it's eight hours. I think. Let's look that from, up. Live look up. Yeah, Orange County up to Stanford. I think it's like eight hours or so. But he says three hours, and I think I'm pretty sure it's a joke. Okay, it says five hours fifty one minutes, so about six That's hours. It? Yeah. Although, about six I mean, hours. I, I guess if you're making that joke, you don't want to go too. Yeah, I, I mean that is. I mean, getting a. F- I was under the impression it was an eight-hour drive up the, you know, from Southern California to Northern California. But so. still, I mean, you're cutting that drive in half. Yeah, with Jack Black's I, driving. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I get, I get it. But again, I feel like it's a local joke. Like people, people who are unfamiliar with the state and the, uh, the geography of it aren't gonna. They're not gonna pick up on. Yeah, the joke. That's a. Uh, that's an early nit to pick. That's a good okay. nit to pick. Sorry, I, no, I, no, that's a good nit to pick because yeah, I, mean, well, if, I just I, I keep getting sucked into the conversation. I don't know. I'm trying not to. I don't know when to say. No, it. no, do that, dude. Get sucked <laughs> in. I want you sucked in. <laughs> um, no, and so it's a good. It, I think it does make it hilarious because it's like Jack Black in that scene where he's like, "I get you there, in three hours." <laughs> he's like, oh. "I do love that scene too, though," because yeah. he's like. That's actually like Jackbox. You know what you need to do? And he's all like fucked up. He's like, you know what you need to do? You need we need to go there. We drive there in person, and we say, I'm not gonna take any of this bullshit. And like, you can tell he just talks without having any plan. And then Sean actually goes, you know yeah. what? It's actually a good idea. And Jack like, Black's like, what? Surprised? Yeah. What? It is? <laughs> it's like so confused. Yeah. Um, uh, but my question on this one was, how hard? If you're the dean of admissions and some fucking 17-year-old kid rolls up at like 11 p.m. at night, would you tell that kid to fuck, fuck off? off? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, fuck off. Go he, home. He drives all the way there and is they make it seem like in the movie that it's like on this guy for like turning them away. And I'm like, this is insane. Just think about it like it's any random 17-year-old. You would immediately just be like, guy go away yeah no i i agree it was 
Of they, course it would. He would call the police yes. if these people like wouldn't leave. Right. So then they go in. He does sit down with them. They accidentally give him Jack Black's ecstasy pills. Yeah. And that that is where one of... Oh, uh, this is my clip from this 10-minute section, which was one of my favorite clips of this whole thing, which is this. I need to lie down. Hey, uh, before you do that... Uh, Sean, you're my same height. That is neat. That is neat. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's my favorite, too. And I even... I, I, uh, I pointed that out to Lauren. Even... Even a year ago when we watched it. Yeah. You know, because like, I told you we watched it twice <laughs> in the past year or whatever. I That is one of my favorite lines from the movie. Anna walked in when we were watching it in that exact moment. And without even any context, she just started cracking up. <laughs> Sean, we are the same height. That, that is, is neat. <laughs> so as this is going on, Jack Black is just off. Lance is off by himself at the Bursar's office. Breaks in, because he's not going to just go directly in. Breaks in, falls all over the place, creates a crazy commotion. Gets down, the lady comes in, and <laughs> again, I, I, I got to just keep playing clips. Yeah. I, I, I got to keep playing clips. She comes in, and he's just standing there. She's like, hey, what are you what are you doing? And he said, and, and she asked him a question, and then he just says this. Uh, hey, cutie. What do you want? Well, question is, what do you want? Listen, uh, do you want me to call public safety? Do you want me to get naked and start the revolution? I'll take that as a maybe. Separately after that, they then have sex. They have sex. Somehow she's like super turned on after Jack Black just takes his pants down, shows dick, and she's super turned on. They have sex. They smoke weed or whatever. And then as they're laying there, they just, they, they burn, they burn some papers and then just throw but them in the garbage But do you remember what the papers were? He, the, he was yeah. Saying, yeah. It was the actual, He's like supposedly the ad, admittance. Admittance list. Yes. Yeah. My question is, how is Jack Black, this individual, not in prison or homeless, just on a street corner sucking dick for cocaine? I don't know how he's functioning with how dumb he is. Well, I guess a rich family. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's it. I think if you just have a really rich family. You got you got a big safety net. <laughs> just watching this back and he's so funny though i can't stop laughing at him jack black is five five (laughs) portly as this movie says anyways so Uh, ridiculous yeah that's uh that's the fireman just a small yes the the portly line is is very funny sean and ashley get into some fight honestly i don't even know what their fight was it is so irrelevant to the plot of this movie i think well, it's, it's, she's she's upset that he's not thinking about her. He wants to. He's he's all excited about going away to school, and she wants him to stay. Or or she's not. That's she's right. upset that he's not thinking about her, which is 
pretty fucking selfish if you think about it. And and especially if you if you remember high school and people going to college, everyone's trying to go to college to better their lives or whatever. Not many people, and maybe this was only me because I didn't have a girlfriend in high school. Yeah, I was pretty pretty bone dry <laughs> I with that. Was pretty single. Yeah, but I don't know. She's she's being kind of a bitch. I, I agree. Not a, it's yeah. not a great look. I agree. That she wants him to maybe go to a local community college or whatever she's going to. Because, OCU. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, she wants him to give up on all of his dreams. That's a bad. Yeah, that's a bad. That's a bad story li- or bad uh, look. Yeah, bad look, bad for, look her. for her. My question on their storyline, it's not even related to those two. It's Kip. Kip, the guy who comes in and he starts to put a wedge the on. The guy from Beer Fest. Yeah. <laughs> His name might be Kip and Beer Fest, too. I, I, it might be Kip and everything. Club Dread. I know he's in Club Dread. He has a yeah. small role in that. Um, Kip pulls a, tries to put a wedge on with Ashley. Yes. And so my question is, you know, we've talked a lot on this podcast about Gentleman's about Wedge way. versus a... Uh, a um, shady wedge. Uh-huh. Are we gonna put this wedge technique in the gentleman's wedge or the shady wedge camp? I think it's 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 probably a gentleman's wedge. I thought he it was gentleman's. Know, yeah, he doesn't know. He doesn't know her from anyone else. He doesn't know. He has no backstory. He's literally just met her, and he's he's doing his best college boy, the old college yeah. try. Yeah, to hook yeah. up. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't blame Kip at all. No, I did. I got always. I just always want. Whenever there's a wedge taking place, I just want to call it out and ask if we're if we're seeing a worthy wedge. And I actually feel like it was because where you get into shady wedge territory is if someone's like, "God, if I was your boyfriend, oh God, Teresa, right?" Like <laughs> any comparisons where you're directly comparing to the boyfriend and slamming him, that's where it gets into like. I don't like that wedge style. I was, I was about to ask you what the difference is because I can't remember. I know it's been brought up on the podcast. Just do you. Me. Like, if you come in and you snag this someone else's girl, but you do it just based on selling yourself, I'm all good with that. You just, you but if won. You're talking shit about her current boyfriend, right. that's a shady wedge? Yeah. Oh. You don't need to bring down the other guy. Like, if you've got the goods, you you'll gotta, get her. Yeah, and you got to know him to be able to do a shady yeah. witch. At least a little bit. Number eight, second to last one. Sean runs into his hero, Marcus Skinner, who is the guy who wrote the book. It's the whole reason he changed his life or whatever. That guy works at, I guess he works at Stanford. He's a teacher He's or professor? English, yeah, yeah, English professor. Um, and he learns a valuable lesson that every writer has a conflict with their hometown, whatever. And my question is, does this encounter fall into the camp of never meet your heroes or no? Oh, no. I I think I think he really enjoyed it. And the guy was so down to earth and he was blown away that he actually remembered his story or whatever. You know, he read it. I, I didn't. Th- I thought it was a I thought it was a good interaction. And, and I know what you're saying, like the don't meet your heroes that a lot of people can be dicks, but. He seemed he seemed good to me, and he ends up ending the movie. And yeah, given the it, yeah, and, and have you ever met one of your heroes? I met Adam Carolla once. Really? Time. Yeah. I oh, I didn't know that. No, no it was, it's it's a very underwhelming story. 
Well, that's that's how I, that's why the reason I bring this all up is because usually that is what it's like when you meet like a hero. Oh. It's kind of underwhelming. Well, it was all it, it, it was more my fault than anything. We were we were in uh, we were in the suburbs of Chicago. It was one of his book tours, uh, twenty minutes from where we lived, and we ended up going to the thing. And and actually, we were, we screwed it up because we were a half hour late. Because I thought it started at seven thirty and it started at seven, and we went and got drinks nearby to go do it. But he did like a meet and greet after, and I was just so nervous like to meet him. <laughs> and Lauren, Lauren lost so much respect for me that day because <laughs> like, like I was like going up to meet him, and I was just like, I don't know what to say. And she's like, What do you mean? Just introduce yourself. Just say hello. Hello, it's me, Tom. <laughs> And I said, hey, and like they were taking pictures and I just shook his hand and said, hey. I'm was your me. palm sweaty? Because he always brings that up with sweaty palm uh-huh. guys. Yeah. It was? Yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Fuck. It was. It was. Because I was nervous. <laughs> and and but and the, on, the only thing I could think of, and I don't even think I, I may have told Lauren this, but the only thing I could think of was I don't want him to make fun of me on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because he does make fun of people. All the time. Yeah. If like something comes up. Yeah. I'll make fun of them. Like sweaty palms. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So I I must not have been overly sweaty, but, you know, I just shook his hand, took a picture, and that was it. So, so you didn't say anything? No. Didn't, oh, okay. Didn't say a goddamn thing. And, uh, yeah, turned and walked away. Did he say anything? No. It was just, just nice. Yeah. yeah. It was just, matter of fact, just doing whatever. Yeah. Well, I think the, the reason I brought all this up was because, like, I've met, you know, not my, not my all-time hero. My all-time hero is KG. KG. That'll never happen. But uh, who knows the shit show it would be if I ever met him. But I've met like semi-heroes, like celebrities or whatever here and there. And what's funny to me is the bar is so low whenever you meet a celebrity. Because (laughs) literally in your head, they've been on a pedestal forever. So like all they have to do is be average nice. Like say hi to you and you walk away from that encounter going, God, wow. Yeah. That's a cool guy. That's down to earth guy. That's a real down to earth <laughs> cool guy. And he's really rich and famous, and he's still a cool guy. And I, I think I think Corolla's even brought that up. He's he's talked about that. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like that easy. And if you are a dick, you know, then you. Lose. And that's the thing is. So when I met uh, Aaron Eckert, uh, plays Two Face in Batman. Yep. Um, on an elevator, right? Yeah, and he was just like. Yeah, no, I got a little. Uh, I just went for a jog. Yeah, it's nice out here. Everyone's really cool and everything. I walk away from like, wow, this guy, Aaron Eckert. Wow, eh, down to earth, cool. Literally, want a, a, a real a fan for life. Real, I'm all in. And then you go up to Maggie Gyllenhaal, and you're like, hey, Maggie, what's going on? Can we get a picture with you? And she essentially just like tells you to fuck right off and gives you like a middle finger <laughs> flash. It's like, get the fuck out of here, idiot. And now forever. And on and on and all rowdy. I said, "Not right now, thank you." Though maybe later. That's all she said. But that's how I took it. Are you sure. And um, might as well have said it. So again, the bar is just so low. If you just say like, "Oh yeah," like you just said with Corolla, you have like fans for life. And so as I bring it back to this movie, I was that's why I was thinking like, what was his hero interaction like? Because yeah. even though it was just two guys talking. Since it was his hero and he was on that pedestal, I'm sure for him that was the greatest moment ever. Yeah. 
and oh, I, it was I just two like, guys talking. I thought you were going the other way. I thought you felt it was not a good interaction just because. No, I might like, have worded that a little weird because, yeah. yeah, I was just talking about to, to the naked eye. It seemed underwhelming. But I yeah. guess if you're Sean, that's the, it's overwhelming. Yep. You know? That's a, yeah, that's a good point. I, I agree. Uh, it took a while to get there, but I feel like we got there. <laughs> Number nine, last one. Sean is going to stay home in Orange County clip. I was just up in my room uh, thinking about Faulkner and uh, wondering if he had left the South, would he have ever written A Light in August? Or what if, uh, what if James Joyce had left Ireland? Well, I mean, he, he did leave Ireland, but not in his heart. And do you see what I'm getting at here? I don't need to go to Stanford to be a writer. All I need are the people who inspire me. So I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay in Orange County. And the reason why is because he yep. has realized that it doesn't matter where you're from, his inspiration, good or bad, to become a writer is all of the people sitting in this room, his fucked up mom, his insane brother, his possessive unrealistic girlfriend <laughs> and so last question did sean make the right choice my answer is no i actually think to your point he should have gone it i think you should leave for a, a short time and go experience something and yeah i i i agree it, it was you know it was a good good movie ending and but I, I agree. He should have absolutely gone to Stanford if he got in. And is that where it ended up? He was actually offered to be able to go. I, no, he didn't even get in. He didn't even end up getting because <laughs> no, his whole thing was you don't need to. I don't need to be in Stanford oh, okay. to be a great okay. writer. So yeah. I think he did just stay in Orange County, went to OCU, and the whole thing is like if you have your inspiration, it doesn't matter what college you go to, you can yeah. become a great writer anywhere. Correct. I was thinking though, I wonder if this is like about mike white's life like as a writer i wonder if it's like speaking to his own personal journey of like conflict in his head about like where he needs to go to be a good writer and maybe like at the end of the day he realized it's not like where i live or where i'm from do you know anything about him as far as uh, i guess no oh <laughs> no <laughs> I he, that's yeah. it's well, pure maybe. speculation yeah, yeah but it could be yeah, it's a, yeah, you're right. It doesn't. It seems like a writer writing about a writer. Yeah. <laughs> well, it seems like, hey, I realized at some point that. Yeah. And and it doesn't even need to be about writing. That could be about anything. Like I can be great at this no matter where I'm at. It doesn't. I don't need all these other factors. If you're like good at something, you're good at something. No. Yeah. I. I that that makes sense to me. That that could be. I didn't think about that. I didn't think about it as far as you know, where the writer was coming from and he had a little story to tell. Yeah. It's just six beers into the day. Just <laughs> thinking. <laughs> okay. Awards. First one on this podcast, Ryan Phillippe practice hero award. It's easy to sum it up. We just talk about practice. We sitting here, we in here talking about practice. We talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about 
practice. We're talking about practice, man. Practice? I mean, how silly is that? We named it Ryan Phillippe because he does this in every movie. It doesn't matter what the scene is. He's going hard. So, first nominee. I've got three. You uh, either the winner. You pick the winner. If there's someone else who I'm missing that you think deserves to be nominated, you tell me. Number one for okay. me, though, Sean's four-year-old stepbrother, Jake. <laughs> Is it a big portion of it? Probably because he's four, and four-year-olds seem to suck ass. <laughs> that could be it. But super annoying kid going way above and beyond in every single scene. I hate him. That's one. Gotcha. Two, Sean's surfer friends. These guys are doing a lot for me from like a stereotypical surfer dude mm-hmm. perspective. I'll play one clip of them. All right, bro. Check it out. We thought in Lonnie's memory, right, we could go down to Emerald Cove. We could take his board and we could like push it out into the ocean. Yeah, or blow it up. Right. Dude, that sounds like a great idea, all right? And we'll do it, but I can't right now because I got some very important people over, so... Whoa. More important than us, huh? No. More important than Lonnie? Of course not. Yeah, right, bro. This is his birthday, man. Yeah, man. Like his death birthday. Doesn't that mean anything to you? You know what? Just go hang with your little vips, all right? right, man. Sorry we intruded on your tea party. Yeah, if you need us, we'll be out in the van picking each other's butts. Yeah. Naked. Huh? A little too much. <laughs> I just, they're dialed up, dude. They're dialed up in that cliche surfer bros mode, and it was just a lot. Uh-huh. And then the third one I had was Kip, college, college wedge guy. Oh, those are good. And Kip, for me, you know, now turtlenecks are kind of coming back a little bit style-wise in 2021. But for me, in 2002, turtlenecks were not in at all. <laughs> and Kip... <laughs> has an in, an intense turtleneck on. Yeah. So those were the three for me. Um if you wanna if you wanna pick a winner. Well my decision is, I think is pretty easy. I think it's I think it's the surfer dudes, but I will say I also got some chuckles out of their out of their performances. Like they, they're acting too hard and some of it's not necessarily believable or very funny, but some of it was pretty funny. Look, let's, this, go, let's this, go get lit and jump off the roof of my house. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's a funny line. It, it, look, Ryan Phillippe's the best. I love Ryan <laughs> Phillippe. It's not to say that you know Ryan Phillippe's doing a lot, but it's not to say we don't love Ryan Phillippe. So we can say that these guys are doing the most in practice, but we still like them. Okay, the Surfer Bros. Okay, picking nits. I think we covered a bunch of them. Yeah, I just have sorry. no, no. Uh, that happens a lot because um, some of them are so egregious as you're going through. I had two additional. One was there no fucking way to fix the clerical error on Sean's wrong transcripts getting sent to Stanford? I agree. I have that here as well. Um, that I mean, to could, me, it's it's a fucking phone call. Well, first of all, how my well, my note was: could transcripts be sent that weren't yours? That's could they even right? I think that's one issue because <laughs> the name happen? doesn't match, and I don't know what else Shane is tied to Rainer. it. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know that. That to me was a massive plot hole because I just assumed yes, it it would be impossible. But even if it was, that to me just seems like a really quick phone call to the, just the the sure. receptionist of admissions 
at Stanford and just say, hey, yep. my bad. I, I attached the wrong ones. Here's the right ones. Here you go. Yeah. Is I, there uh, thinking, and maybe you don't even want to do this exercise, but what? how would the movie continue? No, it wouldn't have continued. Well, I, I mean, get it. But, but what if you were rewriting it? How would you rewrite it to have the same effect? You know what I mean? Like he still needs to get into Stanford and he didn't. Is there any is there any other way besides what they chose Maybe to like do? he he didn't wake up on time and he missed his SAT or something or like and that interview. was the that was the last time to take the SAT. So he didn't he didn't get SAT scores for them to analyze. And now he That's could retake it but one. he would have to wait until the spring semester or something like that. Yeah. Like there's ways to get around it. I just thought this clerical then, air was so weak. No, I agree. But then it does, you know, he's, his whole character is he's not a fuck up. He's kind of, he's an ex, he's an ex. Yeah, I get, yeah. You'd have to do it in some way. Like it wasn't yeah. his fault that he missed it. Like yeah. something yeah, that was out of his control. That is where the clerical air comes in, but I don't know how else he could do it. That's more believable. Maybe, because you're right. It's not. Maybe believable. Lance made him miss it, you know, for some ridiculous reason. The SAT. Yeah. And it was like, out of, again, it was fam. I don't know. Again, these, they just, eh. Well, eh. I mean, I, I think, I think it's a, it's a valuable exercise if, if you're, if we, if we disagree with the way they wrote. How do we rewrite it? How do, it how do we go yeah, to can, Mike White? You can, you can shit, you can shit on something all day, but to actually. Yeah, I think you know, we suggest I, something better is a different. It's a different thing. I think that's what we do. We just have him miss the SAT because something I that Jack Black did. I yeah. think I think that's a very good yeah suggestion. So here here would be another. Let's do it on the second one then. The second picking net. How we would get around this one. Lance is just cool sitting two feet away in that car from his brother having sex with his girlfriend, <laughs> and was not only okay with it, like made some smirk, like he. Sean started to have sex after it's like it's such a weird sex scene at the end of this movie they they like you know are heading home or whatever and they stop on the side of the road and then Lance I guess acts like he's sleeping in the back of the car and then Sean just has fucks his girlfriend in the front and Lance like opens his eye like gives a half smirk and then like acts like he's sleeping and just sits a foot away from his brother having sex with his girlfriend yeah, and I guess my weird. my nit to pick is just like I, that to me sounds well, like the worst experience of my life being right next to a sibling. Well, devil's advocate, it's Lance. I mean, that's a, maybe that's part of right. the point. He's like, he's such a. a so how fucker. would we? How would we rewrite this one? <laughs> uh, Lance doesn't wake up. <laughs> he's just not sitting there i may be jacking off to his brother having sex a foot away that's how we'd rewrite it <laughs> no matter how weird he is oh, God. um i've got two outside of picking it's i got two new awards um i didn't i don't really even have Too new to the pocket yeah yeah i've ah. just you know i was listening to um are we are we on is this new territory yeah it's brand new for for you dude yeah, one is um Maybe we just call this the Chevy Chase Award. The Rewatchables does, does this sometimes where they'll name award after like one guy in a movie that they saw. And I was when Chevy Chase came up on the screen as the the principal at the high school, yeah. I thought, God, he does not want to be there. Like he so does not want to be here. This is a paycheck thing. And so new award is 
Chevy Chase, who does not want to fucking be there award. And for me, so for this That's movie, funny. it's Chevy Chase. He's in there for one horny scene. I'll play the clip. Now, people, June is just around the corner. Let's talk graduation speakers. Ideas? Uh, Toni Morrison. She's in town that same weekend for a book signing. She's won the Nobel Prize. Interesting. Dana, didn't you say you have a cousin who's friends with Britney Spears? Yeah, best friends. <laughs> Just horny. And he makes some sound that's like, mm, weird. So from from now on, future movies, we're going to have a that's Chevy a, Chase who the fuck doesn't want to oh, be here award. That's good. That's excellent. Because I, I, think, I think that'll be fruitful territory in a lot of the movies. It, it always that's seems like there's one guy who yeah. just wants no part of being there and they gave him money and yeah. he's there. Um, my other one, and I did steal this from another podcast, but, and it might, I don't even know if it's a word on their show, but they just, they brought it up and I was like interested in it. If you had to pick one piece of memorabilia from this movie, what is the memorabilia piece? And I've got my two cents. If you want me to kick it off while you think. Uh, sure. Yeah. For me in this one, it was the Marcus Skinner book. Oh, oh yeah. I oh. think that, that to that's me would be the like. Fuck that I missed that. That's yeah, I don't know because that. Yeah, that seemed pretty simple. God damn it. Uh, but I think that I think that represents like the whole movie in a nutshell. I think yeah, comes yeah. down to that book. He doesn't. The uh, whole Stanford thing and all this. It doesn't exist without that book. No, I don't. I don't know that there's another one. Now that you say it, like <laughs> so. That, there's one that's... other I considered, and it was um, potentially Lonnie's surfboard with dynamite on it. Yeah. Okay. I did think about that. I, I I thought about that, and I didn't say it. Well, I was thinking surfboard because that too was like, had Lonnie never died in yeah. the surfing accident, does the whole movie happen? Yeah. So I think that's what, for that's what I'm gonna do moving forward with that is on the memorabilia one. It's got to be something that is like critical to the whole movie. Like if this thing doesn't exist. Or it's just could like it, I guess the biggest staple of the movie. Like it, it could almost be. So I've actually I've gotten into Reddit lately, and every now and again there's there's a good post on there. One of them is like describe this movie in one sentence type thing. Like yeah, that's a good one. If it, it in the same vein as this award you're looking for, yeah. this memorabilia thing, you can almost if you saw it, you would have to say orange. Right. Color. Yeah. Like you, it would describe the movie without. Yeah. You know, if you saw it without knowing what movie it was describing, it would it would bring it to mind. So for like Fight Club, I would think of that bar soap. Have you seen Fight Club? I have, but I'm not getting the bar soap. Fuck. <laughs> well, okay. Juno, I think of the hamburger phone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm so on, I'm trying to I'm just think of that. like yeah, yeah. um for Little Miss Sunshine, I think of their van. Sure. The office. The mug. World's, world's number one boss. That, that's a perfect one. Yeah, I think that's perfect. Yeah, if you had to pick one thing. Anyways, it, I, it's just a fun exercise. Like, okay, you got one no, sentence or one piece of, one like that. piece that like is the movie if I you think, just see it. I think that's an excellent addition to the Okay, song. so you're on board with those two additions. Who mm -hmm. doesn't want to be here the most and memorabilia? 
the big award though, the MCITW. This is the Merce Cooper is the worst of the week. And it is brought to you by Wicklow, where fine sponsors, W-I-C-K-L-W, where be free and explore, get all your outdoor gear at wicklowware.com, type in the promo code VL, check out, get 10% off your order kits. It's $30 on the baseball tees, $20 on the tanks, $15 on the t-shirts, and $40 on the hooded sweatshirts. Slide into our DMs, you get all of our good shit. This award, the worst character in the whole movie. I didn't even have any nominees. I just had... Hold on. Can we back up? Yeah. That was pretty impressive. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. Your eyes were down, and you nailed that. You just... Dude, I've done it 132 <laughs> times. That was That's just impressive. straight repetition. Um, okay, for me... I didn't have any nominees. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts if you actually think there's more people in consideration for this. We already talked about her. The college counselor. I think her her actress, the actress's name was Lily Tomlin. Um, Is that Lily Tomlin? I think so. Uh, yeah. Because she's in, she's, in, she's in some Netflix stuff yeah, right she's, now. Yeah, she's a decently sized actress. Uh-huh. Um, I'll just play the, the clip where she fucks Sean over. You sent in the wrong transcript? No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. You just don't throw accusations around here. This is nobody's fault. Yes, it is. It's your fault. You know you're screeching at me. Because you are a moron. Now listen to me, lady. Oh, yeah. I'm more. She sucks. Like she's the worst person at her job I've yeah. ever seen. I feel like again, a, a simple phone call. Like I get she sucks ass at her job. Understood. I know a lot of people that suck at their jobs. But where's the problem solving after the fact? I mean, <laughs> you make a mistake, you send Shane Brainer's transcripts in instead of Sean Brumner's. Get it? We all fuck up. But like, pick up the fucking phone and just call them, and done deal. Hey, this is pretty simple. <laughs> It's pretty simple. Hey, my bad. Hey, guys, it's on me. This one's me. I mean, just take some accountability, bitch. <laughs> Fuck. So, any any other nominees for you for on the MCITW? MC. I mean, the only other one could be his girlfriend, maybe? That's what I was thinking, maybe, yeah. Because yeah. we, we took some shots at her for being a little narcissistic. A little selfish. Yeah. So maybe but, yeah, it's just, so that that would be another that's one. That's the only one. But I, I think I think you, you got to write the counselor. But it's it's, it's also, easier. It's easier in like dramas and action movies because yeah. there's so many more people that like suck and they're trying really hard. In comedies, yeah, there's not as many like shoe ins for who sucks the most. Yeah, and but maybe Marissa Cooper's. I mean, she's on a different level of suck. Yeah. Yeah. College counselor, be free and explore. <laughs> Fuck you. Brought to you by Wicklowware. All right, dude. Final award, MVP of this movie. I had a couple people in consideration if you want to talk it through. Of course. I know you told me to think of it, but I honestly, I'm thinking of it now. I do not, I do not have. Love that prep. <laughs> I-, <laughs> I do not have. And so f- an award to get. For me, I had two in consideration. One would be Jack Black, obviously. He yes. crushed. Yes. This whole movie. Any if line get, he has. If we go screen time to hilarity. 
Yeah, like a like an efficiency rating, like yeah. a PER efficiency rating. He's definitely over thirty. If you know your PER stats and what's good and what's sure, not, I don't. But uh, over thirty is good. That's, is that baseball or is that basketball? basketball. That's for me. Points over replacement. What is that? No, that's WAR. Wins. Over yeah, that's that's baseball. Um, I think it's just player efficiency rating. Oh, okay. so it's like when he's on the screen, as we just said with Jack Black, he's crushing. And in basketball, that's when he's on the floor. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, Catherine O'Hara, the mom. She's pretty damn good. Yeah, she knocked um, it out of the park for me too. So those those were the top two for me. I mean, I didn't even really consider Colin Hanks. No, I. But again, and we even talked about this uh, at the uh, tailgate. I, I have I have no problem with Colin Hanks, but I guess I don't know why he didn't have a better career. That's the thing. I, I think he, I, I, I think he's he just he is he's fine. You know, I don't think he he didn't like knock our socks off. He's just he's fine. No, he's no Tim Hanks. No Tim Hanks at all. Um, think of like Van Wilder. This was a Colin Hanks movie. This was given to Colin Hanks. He's Tom Hanks' son. He he got his shot. He got a shot here. He's the lead guy, just like Ryan Reynolds got his Van Wilder shot, where he was the lead guy in a comedy. Around this exact same time, it might have been exact same year, and he Dang. nailed it. And everyone could tell he's like a leading man. And now he's Ryan Reynolds, my shoe brother, and <laughs> married to Scarlett Johansson. And no, fuck, married no. to that's Colin Serena Vanderwoodson from Gossip Girl. What's her fucking name? I don't know. God damn it, Blake Lively. Uh. He's married to Blake Lively, and. He's like one of the big A-listers. And Colin Hanks, who knows what he's up to. That's a really good comparison because Van Wilder and Ryan Reynolds did do well. God, that's a movie we have to do on this podcast. Oh, that would be a good one. Yeah. So what what if you flip-flop the two? If you put Ryan Reynolds in Orange County and Colin Hanks in Van Wilder, Van Wilder is... You think he's still just going to... Do you think... Does Ryan Reynolds still become Ryan Reynolds? And, or, you know what I mean? Like, was it the project that made them on these two? Or was it the actual guy? Because I think Probably it's not. the guy. I think it's the guy, too. I think you're right. But I, I don't know. Man, maybe I have... Maybe I'm partial to Colin Hanks just because Tim Hanks is so good. And I like him. <laughs> yeah. He's one of my favorite actors. Uh, it's, everyone loves Tom Hanks, Tim. Tim. he's Everyone loves him. Who doesn't? It's just that, yeah, that's an interesting question. That I'd is. love to see but a I Van think. Wilder with Colin Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> that's the guy. Vin Wilder. Call it Vin. Vin Wilder. No, that's too much like Vin Diesel. Yeah, it'd be, he'd have to be bald. <laughs> well, whatever. It's not Van. It's not Van Wilder. So any, who, who's your MVP? Who Who do you think gets it? We know it's not Tom Hanks' son. No, it's not Colin <laughs> It's got to be Jack Black. It's got to be Lance. It, it, Catherine O'Hara, uh, and I can't even remember her name, and that's probably part of the reason, because her character, again, I was saying she, it wasn't fully developed. She was hilarious and whatever, but Lance yeah. was much more central to the story than she was. I I think Jack Black is the biggest winner of this. Yeah. I think you come away from this going, damn, who was that portly crazed fucking dude yeah i i think jack black should get like i said for me it's 
I think of this saving Silverman and Tropic Thunder as as his best performances. So mm-hmm. him getting MVPs, I'm I'm not and I don't think that's ridiculous at all. Coming in yeah. <laughs> Anything else, Tom H for your inaugural podcast experience that you want to hit before we wrap this podcast. How was your first podcast experience? No, it was it was all right. How how do I you think feel? I was good and drunk and it made it made it goodbye all right. <laughs> how, I'm sure it's going to I'm sure it's going to How did it measure up with your expectations versus reality? Um it is much more professional than I thought and goddamn like it sounds really good too like in the cans. <laughs> <laughs> like it, I mean this is this is it's professional podcasting it in this studio. Like good equipment. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be, you know, well, good. Do yeah. your work. Do your worst. Cool. All right. You know what the end of this podcast means. It means that we got to tell those kids to tuck in and we got to tell them have a good night's sleep. Kids, Tom H. is going to help us with the sign off. Kids, go ahead, Tom H. What do we tell those kids? I think we tell them clear eyes, full hearts. Do less, kids. Do it less. You can follow us on Instagram at Vicarious Living Podcast and listen to all of our episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. You know you found us when you find a picture of Pat and I sitting on a couple rocks overlooking the vast landscape that is Laguna Beach. Steven's there. Just not pictured. Steven and Elsie, both there, just not pictured.